Growing your beauty business doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's all about mastering a few key strategies and systems to save you time. Welcome to Beauty Marketing Simplified, a podcast dedicated to helping you on your entrepreneurial journey. I'm your host, April Meese. I'm a permanent cosmetic artist that built my six-figure business while only working three days a week and raising twin toddlers. I'm here to tell you it is possible for you too. With a background in spa marketing, it's my mission to help women worldwide get more profits while pursuing their passion and purpose. Let's transform your beauty business for more income and less stress starting right now. Hello, my beautiful friend. So today we are talking about creating consistent demand and desire for your beauty services. I think I'll just walk you through some of the ways that I've done that with a small audience that's helped to grow my beauty business. There's so many things that are happening, but I thought about what could I talk about today that would really provide value for you. And I thought, I think in this time where there's some talk of recession, there's always talk of that, it seems like lately, maybe a, a little bit of an economic slowdown. How do we create that demand and desire? Like, how do we get people to spend money with us versus all of the other things out there? I don't know if you have seen some of the sales that are going on here in the states we had nordstrom anniversary sale there's christmas in july there's all these things that are happening right and so that means that if we're seeing them of course our clients are seeing them as well and so they're thinking should i spend my money on this new shirt top boots whatever it is or should i spend my money on a beauty service and so how do we create that demand and desire i broke it down into three steps I'm all about making it simple and easy, <laughs> giving you some three steps to do that for your beauty business. All right. So I'm going to start with some of the basic ones and then I'll go into some of the deeper ones. So the first thing that you have to do is you have to be relevant. Now, that seems very basic, right? When you first hear about it, you're like, okay, we all know that. But I think being relevant means to really be able to articulate your value, and to articulate your value in not that you are just a nice-to-have beauty service, right? They're not coming to you for lashes or brows or whatever the service is, right? They're coming to you, as I always say, for more time freedom. They're coming to you for really a lot more confidence, right? And we see this even in economic downturns, people still spend money on beauty services, right? In fact, there was a big increase over the last few years in cosmetic surgeries, right? So plastic surgeries, right? So even when you think, oh, people aren't spending money on those things. No, the stats, the statistics show that people are actually spending a lot of money on this. Maybe they're just not spending money in certain things, right? So you want to make sure they're really getting the bang for their buck, as they say. They want to make sure they're getting the ultimate value. So are you articulating your value? Are you expressing how you solve the client's problem, how you solve it better than the competition? This is what I always say. Like, it's not just about you solving the problem, but it's like, how do you solve it better than the other competitors, the other people that are out there, the other people that they could go to, right? And articulating the value for where they are at, meaning like, what is the client thinking? What is the client thinking about your services. Here's what I would say, first of all, when we talk about articulating your value, there's two parts to that. One is that you have to believe in yourself. 
And I know that sometimes people don't fully believe in themselves. Like, yeah, I believe this is a good service. I believe they can help it. Like they don't even believe that they could charge higher prices. They don't even believe that they could create demand for their services, right? That's really tricky, right? You have to believe in yourself. By the way, your worth is not tied to your work, right? Your work does not equal your worth, but your worth and how you value yourself will be reflected in your business and in your life and in all of the things, right? Like it's so cliche, but it's so true. Like how you let people treat you, what you charge for your prices, what you know, believe that you can get, right? That is all reflected in your business, right? So listen, this goes deep for me because having generations of poverty, my mom being on welfare, being a teenage mom, having me, and then welfare is government assistance for other countries, right? She was just really trying to work her way up. There was a lot of limiting beliefs and kind of poverty mindset that I had to work through and still work through. Like it, I don't know that it all goes away. Like I think it is like a daily battle and grind, right? Of proving ourselves, right? And so in order to create that demand and desire, you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe that it's worth the salt. Like you have to believe that it is worth your services are worth it to the clients and you are worth it and all of those things. So there's that level to it. But then also digging deep into what does the client perceive about you? So what do they think that you are really all about? Or what do they think this service will do for them? So the value is in, you've heard of ROI, which is return on investment. What is the return on investment? They're them putting their money in their services and the services that you offer, right? In solving that problem, is it going to give them more peace of mind? Is it going to give them more confidence? Is it going to give them what they want? Is it going to be a good exchange for the work that they've done to get that money, right? That is the return on investment. And so really articulating that. And I often say that even if you feel like you've talked about this, like it is something that we have to constantly talk about, right? Because people need reminders and new people are coming into your atmosphere. New people are finding out about your business. New people might be finding you on social or new people might be looking for a solution. And so because of that, we want to make sure that we are constantly and consistently expressing how we solve the problem and meeting the client where they are at, right? Where are they in the journey? You've probably heard of like problem aware, solution aware, they're aware of you, they're aware of how you uniquely solve the problems, talking to all of those different people, right? And those are people at different stages in their buying journey and really expressing to them how you uniquely solve the problem. So I think that also comes with, first of all, really digging into your value and what you bring to the table and determining and defining your value, right? Determining and defining what it is that is unique, what it is that the client needs to hear and their perception and really just believing in your services, expressing and communicating to the level of awareness of the client. So that is really key. You have to be relevant and expressing your message and expressing the benefits. People say sell the sizzle, not the steak, right? But talk about the benefits, but really talk about it in a way that is relevant to the client. And 
I think that is really key, right? I would even just do a video on value. Like what do people spend for getting their hair done in a year, right? Add that up and then compare that to your services. What do people spend in getting their nails done or other beauty services, right? What do people spend on clothes, right? You could compare it to, you might spend hundreds of dollars trying to get the right outfit, but really what most people see, they don't remember your outfit, but they look at your face, right? If you started to compare it to some of the things that they spend money, because when people are calling you and asking about your services, sometimes they're just like, what's the price? Right. They're like, just get to the punchline. And they're thinking, can I afford this? And afford this and price and value is relative, right? It's relative. Like somebody might say that $6 for a coffee is too much. And the other person might be like, that's cheap. How much do they spend each on their daily coffee? Right. And compare that and add it up and say, now the value that you're going to get back when you wake up in the morning and you feel good, you're going to have an instant pep in your step. You won't even need the coffee because you're going to feel so good when you look in the mirror and see those brows, right? You're going to be full of energy, ready to take on the day because you are looking good and you are ready to show the world, right? I know that sounds a little cheesy, but sometimes that is what people need to hear. Okay. So that is number one, is be relevant, really expressing your value. If you are not consistently talking to the client about your value and what that means to them, don't think that they know. Don't think that they can figure this out. Sometimes we have to spell it out for people. So don't just assume that they know. You have to put it together. Oh, yeah, I never thought that how much money I'm spending on Starbucks, that could actually equal new brows or all of those things. They don't put that two and two together. All right. Speaking of two and two, I'm moving on to two. Number two is that not only do you have to know how to communicate your value, you have to teach others how to communicate your value. So if number one was be relevant, number two is have consistent and varied social proof. You need a variety of social proof, not just before and afters, right? You need social proof of other people talking about how you solve their problem. That's the best social proof, right? When you have other people that are saying, I realized that this was my problem and then I found this solution, right? Because then the people at home, right, your prospective clients are like, yes, that's me. They're going to see themselves in that social proof. Sometimes they see your work in those before and after pictures and they're like, that's beautiful, oh, she did such a great job. And that speaks to like your overcoming the belief of, do they think that you're the right artist for them? Do they think that you can do the job? That will confirm, yes, I, I see that she does good work and that confirms it in that way. So that's good proof. But the social proof of other people talking about your services is a different level of social proof. And first of all, it's, usually on video. So that's way more believable. But if you can get them to write a quote, that's good. If you can get them to post a, a review that you screenshot, that's excellent. Any of those work. But the social proof where they are speaking about their feelings and their own self-doubt and how they overcame their self-doubt and how your problem or your solution fixed their problem, that's really huge because that speaks to not just that you are a good artist, that speaks to 
can I do this? Because you know how I always say that people, when they go through that buying journey, they're like, why this? Like, why this solution? Why should I have this service? Why should I have lash extensions versus Lashify or magnetic lashes or these lengthening mascaras or whatever else is out there, right? Why should I have permanent eyebrows versus the brow stencils versus henna versus all of the other things that are out there, right? So it's like, why this? Then why you, which we just talked about, like why you're the artist and then why now would be next. But when they're saying like, why now, it's not just, can I do this now? But it's, can I even do this? Because they have to get over the limiting belief of what will other people think and all of those things. And I don't know if this is really for me. And so when they hear those stories, those other customer testimonials, that is what is going to help them make that leap. So number two is having social proof. And you might be like, I got some social proof, but it is having a variety of social proof. And so in that customer testimonial, it's not just Yolanda does a great job or Emmanuel is the one for me or whatever it is, right? It's not just that. Like it is really about the thoughts that they were thinking, maybe the problem that they were having, maybe they had alopecia, maybe they had sparse, whatever, maybe they had oily skin, maybe they had whatever thoughts of whatever reason they were thinking, they couldn't get the service. And then they did, right? And so they're seeing a variety of people. So a variety of if you serve a mix of ages, right, then you need to show that if you're very focused, like on a certain demographic, where you only really focus on women 45 to 65, then you really want to show that. But if you serve a variety and of ages and demographics, then you want to show that, right? So you want to show young people, you want to show older people, you want to show different skin tones, you want to show all of those things and a variety of different problems, okay? So your social proof, I really want you to think about that because sometimes we just think like we're just slapping up a before and after picture and thinking that is enough social proof. It's not. People really value other people's opinions and they value when people express those opinions. So video over written. But again, all of it's good, right? So here's the thing. And I was really mostly speaking to video testimonials is you have to be good with articulating your own value so that you can teach others how to articulate your value. This is so key because I'll tell you, so many of you know that I teach beauty business owners how and coach them on bringing out their messaging and finding their unique positioning and all of these things and gathering social proof, right? We teach on all of these things. And I also help people, beauty business owners, build marketing, what I call marketing sales machines, funnels, right? You've probably heard of these things where we're putting all of those components together. And this is more of a done for you service. So you might think of it as you might pay for a website. A website is good. I think it's it's one of those things you have to have, but it's like a business card of the 80s. It's not, you could just have one full landing page and that just be good. So it doesn't do what it used to do, right? It doesn't sell for you. Many times, in fact, the statistics show that I think it's something like 98% of people that go to your website leave without buying. It just helps them in the journey. They check you out. They read some things, but they don't always book an appointment from that. It's usually, as you've heard, 
7 to 12 touches. And that is what a funnel is, right? It's taking them through these different stories. I call it the social selling story framework where we're talking about the different things that they might be thinking and overcoming those objections, right? Overcoming the thoughts of, I don't think I can do this or the price is too high, right? All of those are parts of the funnel. And there's parts of nurturing them in their journey, whether that's through email or might be retargeting them. That could be through ads or that, again, could be through email. That is the funnel. Okay. I build those and I help people build those. And those are usually very high end because it's very labor intensive and it takes months to do it and so forth. And I'm building one of those this summer for a skincare, a beauty business. And we are gathering video testimonials. See? Practice what I preach, guys. We are gathering video testimonials. And as we are gathering video testimonials, one of the things that I've noticed is that this is a brand new product. Okay, she's launching a brand new skincare product. And because it's a brand new product, we haven't had the messaging. She hasn't been on social media. Like, we're just building it. And so the thing about that is that people don't know how to talk about the product. And I'm noticing as the testimonials come in, people will say things like, this product is so good. Instead of saying the name of the product, because you always want people to say your name, your business name, or the service name. You don't want them to say just having my lashes done or permanent eyebrows. You want them to say your service name, right? Or your business name is best, right? You want them to say your business name. And and in this case, it's the product name repeatedly, (laughs) right? You don't want it to just be like this product where people are like, "Hmm, what is this product? You know, we'll put it like in the captions and we'll put it, you know, a banner and all of those things. But I just started noticing, it's just funny because one of the things that we're having to do is we are having to go back and redo these videos, but coach the clients on how to do their testimonial right? It's one of those things that we noticed that we hadn't communicated properly to the client how to communicate about the product, right? We hadn't given them the words to say, right? And so that is really key. And if you've ever asked somebody to even write a testimonial for you, if you're like, oh, I would really love it if you would leave a review, we've all done that. But then people get home and not only are they busy, right? Busy bees. We've got a lot of things going on, so we're distracted. But they're like, I don't know what to say. But there's a little side tip. The tip is if you write some of the key prompts for them or write the testimonial for them and just say, this is an idea of this is what people have said in the past or here are some things to get you started. When I came to have the service with Nicole, when I saw Angela, I felt blank. And then she would be, I felt assured. I felt confident in her services. Give them some words, right? So you could actually almost write a little bit for them. If you don't know what to say, we got to go back to point one where you need to understand how to articulate your value. But what are some things that your prospective client needs to hear And then write those things down. So write down like it was totally worth the money. If you write that in a testimonial or say something like, 
ask them a question like, do you think that it was worth the money? Do you think it was worth the investment? You don't want them to just answer yes, because they're going to write this in a testimonial. So if you wrote that question, then they would say yes, and I do believe it was worth the investment. And now you are overcoming the objection that 90% of your audience is thinking, right? And so you are helping them craft their testimonial. So don't just leave it to chance. We do too much in our business, right? We spend hours thinking about what to post. We don't want to leave a testimonial, which is gold, by the way. It is liquid gold, okay? It is block gold. It is whatever. It is just gold, platinum, all the analogies I could think of, right? It's so good that we want to make sure that it doesn't just come out mediocre. We don't want it to come out like copper or tin. We want it to come out like gold. So we need to give them prompts on what to say. That can be through questions. That can be through a sample testimonial. Take this and use it on what to say. And also, by the way, if you're not sure what they could say, this is a great chance to use AI, artificial intelligence. Go to ChatGPT and say, can you give me some examples of testimonials for beauty business? Now, obviously, you need to what I call season the chat, meaning give it some information about your business so that it creates a testimonial that would be relevant. And then you can use that as a sample testimonial and say, here's a sample testimonial if you don't know what to say. You have to help people out. How many times have we stared at a blank screen or a blank page and said, oh, I don't know what to write, right? I don't know what to say. And if it doesn't come easy, if they're like, I'm not sure, they're just going to pass on it. They're not going to do it. So we need to make it easy. We need to make it convenient for them. So one of the ways to get more social proof is to get it right then, get it on the spot, right? Don't procrastinate. As they say, delay is the death of the sale, but delay can also be the death of your testimonial. So get it right then, but also give them a framework, help them do it. Okay. Hopefully that sounds, that helped you. So I always say that if you did a great service, you want to make sure to, and especially if that client is like, oh my gosh, I love it. It's so good. Just flat out say, do you mind if I get a video of you saying that? If you don't ask, your success is going to be zero, right? You have nothing to lose by asking. People always say, oh, I'm afraid I'm going to upset them or I'm afraid they, they can say no. And if they say no, no worries. Okay. Okay. No worries. That's fine. But if you don't ask, the answer is always going to be no. So you have to just ask. And I usually like to ask when people are excited or people are like, oh, yeah, they look so good. When they've just said it, right? Like when they just said, oh, yeah, this is exciting. Then I'm like, great. Can I capture that? And also, I'm going to do a whole thing on testimonials. And that probably won't be till the fall because we have Elevate Your Beauty Business, the launch coming up. So that's our big fall launch. So just be checking for that next month. Elevate your beauty business. We'll be opening the doors. We haven't opened the doors in, oh my gosh, has it been like six months now? So we'll be opening the doors for that. But I'll be doing a whole thing on, and by the way, in the program, we also have a whole thing on getting the right type of testimonials, the questions to ask, the whole story framework, all of those things. But anyways, okay, let me get you to number three. So number one was to be relevant. Right? We're talking about how to create consistent demand for your services. Number one is you have to be relevant. And by that, I mean expressing your value. You have to actually spell it out for people 
what the value is, right? And you can put that in terms of confidence. You can put that in terms of pricing, right? And the return on their investment. You can put it in all of them. I would do all of them. I wouldn't just pick one. I'd do all of them, right? Talking about that, be relevant. So after you've articulated your value, after you've expressed and communicated that, you need to teach others how to communicate your value, right? And then you need to have a variety of social proof, right? A variety of social proof is going to be key in overcoming objections and making sure to catch people at all areas of their journey, okay? And so number three is be visible. You cannot create demand and desire if you're not visible. (laughs) You can't be hiding in your business. You can't be hiding with busy work like, oh, I'm just going to tinker with this website. I'm just going to update my logo. You can't be doing all the little things that don't get sales. You have to be visible. So in order to do that, you have to create a plan of how you are going to be visible. And I don't mean just posting on social media. People need to see your face, right? We need to develop trust, right? And so uh, the other thing is, I think there's this misconception that you have to be on all the platforms. I don't really believe that you have to be on all the platforms. I think that if you do that, you're probably going to water down your message because it's not going to be relevant for each platform. It's because platforms have different ways of doing it. And sometimes that leads to burnout. But I would say go strong on two to three platforms, right? You don't see me dancing on TikTok, right? I'm not shaking my booty. Nobody wants to see it. (laughs) I'm not really on LinkedIn too much, but you could do those. Like any of those platforms can and will work. Right. So pick. Right. So for me, we repurpose these videos as when it goes into our podcast. Our podcast is a great way. Beauty Marketing Simplified Podcast. Shameless plug there. Our podcast is a great way for us to nurture our relationship with our prospective clients and students. Right. And so you have to decide where you're going to be visible and understand that a beauty business is it's a long game. Right. It's a marathon. So you're going to have a season where you're going to sprint. But if you try to do that on all the platforms, what I see people do is they're like, okay, I'm going to go on all the platforms. And they're there for a week and they show up and then they stop. And then that's not great. You want to be consistent. Consistency is the key, right? And so you don't want to just go strong and stop. I think that when we talk about being visible, When we talk about building desire and demand for your services, I think that you are your biggest competition. I think that we all are our own competition, right? We have our self-limiting thoughts, all the, what I call that little mean girl inside, our limiting beliefs, our self-doubt. This is how we sabotage ourselves. So you're like, okay, this is the week. I'm going to be more visible or this is the month or after the kids go back to school or whatever it is, right? Like when the fall starts, whatever it is. And then you're like, I'm going to be more visible. But then in your mind, you're just like, ah, what if people think I look stupid? Or again, it's that self-talk and self-discipline. You got to get both of those under control, right? You have to really focus and say you commit. This is why one of the things I tell my students is, I say to announce when you are going live, because when you announce it, you are committed to it, right? Oh, I said I'm going to do it. So when you announce it, that's a thing. Like it keeps you accountable. 
So because otherwise you'll just put it on your calendar and then you'll be like, no, I decided I'm not going to do it this week. Hands up. We've all been guilty of it. But when you announce it, when you say, hey, I'm going to be doing a video talking about how getting your brows done or getting your lashes done or getting this facial is a great value and investment or the things you need to know before you have this service, right? Make it like a little bit of curiosity based so people want to tune in. Okay. That's really very effective. All right. So when we're talking about being visible, it is, again, you are your biggest competition. You have to control your self-talk. You have to control those limiting beliefs that are going to sabotage you and that are going to try to keep you in your comfort zone. You can't grow and stay comfortable. It doesn't work like that. Growth requires some growing pains. It is uncomfortable, but that's where all the goodness is. Being visible means getting out of that comfort zone. It means being disciplined. It means talking to yourself and saying, I can do this. I'm putting any doubt I have aside, okay? And so also being visible means that you have to create content. And I think that is the thing that slows people down because there's so much out there and there's so much that needs to be created, right? There's the machine is going faster and faster now. And I noticed that so many people are like, I just don't even know what to post. Or I find myself and it's middle of the day or middle of the week and I'm like, oh, I haven't posted. If that's you, then this is where I want to say AI, artificial intelligence, is really going to be your best friend, okay? Is the technology perfect? No, the technology is not perfect. We have to train it on our brand voice. We have to know the right prompts to put in, which I would say would be like ingredients in a recipe. You have to know the right things. It's not going to solve all the problems, but it, the main thing that it does is it helps you with speed. So it does so much more for you. And so since we're talking about AI, since I brought us to that, I led us to the AI, what I'd like to know is I'm thinking about putting together another masterclass on AI, on the different apps that are out there, on understanding this technology, on understanding how to customize this technology. Because again, what we see is that people put in a lot of generic prompts and then they get a lot of generic messaging. And if you remember, our point number one was to be relevant. It has to be specific messaging. It has to really speak to your client. It can't just be like what everybody else is posting, right? It needs to be like really speaking to them. So that means that you have to understand how to talk to the AI and how to use these apps to really maximize it, right? Because you can use them and then you can really maximize them. So if that is something that you're interested in, you can DM me the word AI. And if I get enough people that message me AI, then we'll put together a workshop and I'll send this out as an email as well to see. And because I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about putting together another masterclass because I'm telling you, we use this technology in my business on a daily basis and it saves me hours. No exaggeration, it saves me hours, different apps. And, there, and I know it can be overwhelming. It's like what apps to use, what apps are even worth your time, all of the things. And I think more specifically, it's understanding like what to say to the apps, right? And the prompts is what we call it, prompts to put in and how to really get the most out of it because it will speed it up. Everybody's going to be using this. It's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. 
And so you want to get in on this technology and especially when it can save you so much time. Okay. So just to recap, so we talked about how to create consistent demand. And this is just what I have done in my business. I walk the talk and show you how to do this with a small audience, right? You don't have to have a gazillion followers. You can have a small audience and create consistent demand by being relevant. And there's a lot more to being relevant, right? It's really about expressing your value. And I talked about that. You can go back and watch the beginning of this and creating that demand and desire and overcoming objections. So with your messaging, it is about more social proof and a variety of social proof. And we talked about how to do that and touched on that. And then being visible, you have to be visible, just reminding people that you are here with a solution to their problem, right? Just getting your face out there and video as gets the most reach. So that's why I encourage you guys, right? You can also be visible with referral partners, right? We teach both video and referral partners, both work. Both of them, you still have to go back to point number one and be able to communicate your value and so that you can express that to referral partners and be able to partner with them, but also so that you can express it mostly to your prospective client. Okay. And then number three was be visible. You have to be visible and get it out there. We had that bonus tip in there, but I think the other bonus tip would be to really sit down and think about how you are your biggest competition how you are really limiting yourself and what you think you can charge and what you think, oh, I don't think people will pay that, right? That's your own thoughts. Who said that? You said that. <laughs> Next time that thought comes out, you say, who said that? Who said that? Maybe don't do that in public because people might think you're crazy. You want to challenge those thoughts. I mean, like, wait a minute. Is there any evidence for that? Like, where did that come from? I know I have to do that all the time. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining me today. And again, last call to action is if you are wanting to know more about AI, then let me know and I'll put together a masterclass. Just DM me the word AI for artificial intelligence to speed up your content creation and just help you do it faster and easier. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Beauty Marketing Simplified podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love to hear from you. Make sure you subscribe, download, and also leave us a review. Let us know any topics that you would like to hear about. And also definitely refer it to a friend. Thank you again for joining us. I'm signing off. This is April with Grit and Grace, hugs and high fives. See you next week.